spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 190th annual Subliminal Surgeon Podcast. Your weekly dose of conspiracy theory. Bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. I have already informed you of the apparently 18 to 24 inches of snow we were supposed to be getting right now. I thought we were done. I thought we were past this, but apparently that is not the case. Yeah, Minnesota is just the uh, fucking abusive relationship. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny, actually? Yeah. You think it's going to get better? It doesn't. I. It's funny, actually. I was listening to the local radio station a few days ago, and the guy on there, he mu- I don't know if he owns a home or something in, like, Mesa or whatever, and he was talking about he was there and talking to some of the locals, and they are like, It's never been this cold before, and it was like 50 degrees or whatever, like during the middle of the day. Uh, Is that that true? Yeah, so if it gets cold, like during the winter, I mean, in the morning, it's kind of cold. But usually it warms up to like 65, 70 towards the afternoon. It's been cold. Today especially, it was pretty fucking cold outside here in Arizona. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, it's been like this for since New Year's, basically. Just cold every day. Hmm. Okay, well, I read today that, remember the uh, big earthquake in Turkey? Yes. There was uh, this news report that said there's a 300 meter like crack in the Earth's crust, like where that happened. I I mean, I don't know if you can see it from like above ground or not, but uh, wow, that feels like something out of a fucking like (laughs) action movie. That actually might go into day, today's episode a little bit. Okay. Uh, we can talk about that. Yeah, remember remember that for later. Okay. That actually kind of coincides. All That's right. crazy. Uh, the other thing I thought was kind of neat I saw in a news report today was they found what they're calling ancient universes um, from on the James Webb Telescope. It was It was kind of hard to understand, but... Basically, what they were saying is the these older universes developed faster than they thought they should have or something like that. They developed in like 350 million years and they thought I would take longer than that or something like that. Okay. Are these ancient galaxies or sun system, like star systems? Because there's only one universe that we True. know of. I think they just call it ancient universe, but yes, it's ancient galaxy. Okay, gotcha. That telescope, I was kind of reading up a little bit about it. It's pretty, I mean, we're going to find some pretty cool stuff with that, I imagine. Um, it'd be interesting to read that story. Um, I wonder, the light coming from those galaxies, like, takes so long to get here. I wonder if they think that those, like, have already burnt out or something like that. Like, one of those situations. Oh, I don't know. They, yeah, they. it was something to do with the dimness 
of the star in the picture. I remember that there they a few. I can't remember. It was like last week or a few weeks ago. They had a lot of stuff about a black holes too, um, which was really interesting. It was really complicated, but uh, yeah. basically it was. I mean, it kind of like leaned towards that it has to something with the vacuum pressure in it or something. When you if you go through it, it has to take you to some other side of space or something. Oh, it basically chomps you up and spits you out <laughs> yeah. somewhere else. <laughs> something that like the vacuum pressure within the black hole is higher or different than the vacuum of the rest of space or something. So mm. it's like different vacuum pressures from the black hole to like regular outer space. I don't fucking know. Um, I just, like you said, James Webb Telescope has been finding out some really interesting stuff. Yeah. Basically, with black holes, it's one of those things where almost like sci-fi has been proven right, or it keeps happening, kind of like how these science fiction writers and scientists like believed it might be happening. They're kind of being proven correct. Uh, right. There was even... A lot of people didn't even think that black holes existed up until a few decades ago. They uh, they thought it was just a like a myth kind of deal, <laughs> sort of situation like that. Well, uh... The other thing that I think is interesting is, like, the more they find out about space, the more they're pretty positive the Big Bang theory is the the real theory. You know what I mean? I think that's you know kind it was of... Jesus. <laughs> okay, Jesus number one, <laughs> Big Bang number two. Yeah, God and Big JC were right there, right when it all happened. They're the ones, they just they snapped their fingers and made it so. <laughs> um, so what, uh... One thing I wanted to talk about really quick uh, to anyone out there who didn't get uh, the episode last week. Actually, one of the weird things. So when I was doing research for episode 188, Dating Apps and the Red Pill Movement, one of the things that a lot of those contra- uh, content contributors really like talked about was every time that they would have like an episode on the Red Pill Movement, they would get like either demonetized or Basically, something weird would happen with their either YouTube show or their podcast, that sort of thing. And something like that happened to us. Apparently, last week's episode 189 uh, didn't show up on Apple at all. Well, we're going to try to fix that. But the uh, these podcast fucking feeds are just it's like trying to fix something that's on the other side of a plexiglass, but you can't physically (laughs) touch it. You can just yeah. look at it and like try to ask somebody else to fix it. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, I do remember thinking that like, oh, I bet something weird's gonna happen. You know, kind of my conspiracy brain fucking making it, and then all of a sudden, like last week's fucking episode just wasn't seeming to go out to people. So, and then we figured out it wasn't on Apple. So the uh, speaking of that, actually, I didn't see. I think they're still working on it, but. The Supreme Court, have you heard about their big decision they're making this week? No, I haven't. So apparently they're going to decide if, because like websites and stuff have been giving immunity from any sort of recourse. Like if a website is, I don't know, propagating terrorist attacks, right? The website will be granted immunity or whoever uh, owns it. Now, apparently they're going to rule whether 
companies can be held liable for the content on their websites or not. So basically, it's a trampling of which one? Freedom of speech or freedom of press? Either or. Yeah. So (laughs) if you had YouTube and you had these red pill guys and one of them goes on a mass shooting. Yeah, I guess YouTube slash Google could be culpable for that. Interesting. If, yeah. if it just passes. more just more reason to uh, censor the Internet, basically. Yeah. If it passes, if it passes. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I was looking through my newsfeed. I didn't see anything today. I feel like that'd be pretty big news. But uh, but yeah, I didn't see anything. So maybe they're still deliberating on it or whatever, whatever those fucking reptilians do. I don't know. <laughs> Goddamn Jeff Bezos. I just know he's behind it. <laughs> Well, uh, all right. We've been chatting for a while. I think it is time for Phil to take us on a journey. All right, let's hit it. In this day and age, with most news coming from profiteering news outlets, or most likely social media contributors manufacturing stories just for the clicks, it's harder than ever to discern what stories are real and who is actually telling the truth. With fabricated and outright fictitious articles on the internet, so common now that really you don't know what to believe. However, the old adage still remains that seeing is believing and every story is assumed false until unequivocally proven factual unless you eyewitness it personally. Even video and audio recordings these days can be doctored or even manufactured known now as a deep fake. Yeah. Scary stuff. Uh... I know people are like, oh, this is a scary shit. I'm a little more cynical that you'll, I mean, stupid people probably won't be able to tell the difference, but I guarantee there's a tell to whether it's fake or not. How do you think? Well, definitely, I mean, still, if you listen to these, you can still tell that it's fake, but it's getting better and better. So just like the latest version that's, you know, out now is really, really good. Like you have to kind of know what you're listening for to know if it's you know real or not. So, I mean, maybe who knows, like 10 years from now, it could be like many times better. True. Very true. I think right now you actually have to kind of look like the person that you're deep faking though. Like I couldn't, I couldn't put a deep fake of myself looking like Sigourney Weaver, you know? I don't, maybe I kind of look like her, but I don't think I do. Like the guy, the most famous one's the guy who does Tom Cruise. But if you take the deep fake off of him, he kind of looks like Tom Cruise. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like the facial Um, structure has to be similar. Yeah, so I'm thinking mostly audio recordings. Um, There's kind of, there's programs that you can use to make it sound as if that person is actually saying it. And if you've ever listened, um, Joe Rogan, on one of his episodes, went into it really well. They actually played a recording that sounded like him. So Okay, so audio deepfakes, not the visual ones necessarily yet. Yeah, not necessarily. The video ones, It's I mean, there's more going on. It's a lot harder. But yeah, the audio ones are really good. The video ones, yeah, they're, they're not as good yet, but okay. they're getting better and better. So this answers a lot then, Phil, because I saw... And a video on Instagram today, and it was uh, Donald Trump, Barack Obama, W. Bush, Joe Biden, and Bill Clinton all playing 
Counter-Strike together. So you're saying that probably wasn't actually (laughs) their voices. Probably didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. Probably not, uh, not actually that. So for those curious, um, Obama won the game for him. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. He's pretty great at everything. So I imagine. Yes. Yes, He he would win. (laughs) Now, Putting aside what we know from true crime about the problems with eyewitness accounts, uh, experiencing something with one's own senses seems like it would be the ultimate proof. Though, what if entire cities, nations, perhaps even the entire world had witnessed something amazing, signs of the second coming, demons and angels battling it out in the heavens, even a full-fledged alien invasion, and it was all just a huge fake in order to deceive the masses for the gains of the elite. That is at the center of a recently resurrected conspiracy theory and what our discussion will center around today as we discuss Project Bluebeam and the alleged conspiracy to sow the seeds of the one world government by the New World Order. You know who would really, really like to get their hands on this technology? Um, Who's that? Kim Jong-un. He would love to have a video or something created of him riding, I don't know, a fucking Minotaur on, and they're shooting nuclear missiles out of their nipples or something just to like convince everybody he's this all powerful being. I think the first thing Kim Jong-un would actually use it for is to make it look like he can dunk a basketball <laughs> on a full-sized NBA fucking basketball rim. Like the the full height. Well, let's just say maybe maybe, he goes up and does a tomahawk 360. (laughs) Maybe he'll start with actually showing that he can run up and down the court. Um, Maybe that would be where he starts. Everyone will know it's fake. Oh, my. That fucking guy. I don't know. He my favorite is like the memes that are coming out about how angry he is with the ocean because he keeps firing (laughs) fucking missiles at it. (laughs) He really hates the ocean. Yeah, but. Really what this episode, kind of what Project Bluebeam is all about is really what we're seeing now is kind of these, you know, supposed uh, UFOs that are being shot down this month and kind of this idea that these are all kind of like holographic projections. That's kind of the idea. That's why this is getting resurrected. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. Um, You know, the, the, the balloon... They shot down with like the most advanced jet they have. Um, yeah, F-22. Did you hear that it's probably, I can't remember what these guys do. It's like CB balloon club or some shit. And you can buy this giant ass balloon for like 20 bucks. <laughs> and you can buy that balloon for $20? I, this news story, it was on, it was in Vice, this guy who's like, I remember when we did the missing Malaysia flight and all those guys <laughs> were in like that. Oh, C- yeah. The CB radio club. Yes. Yeah. It's something about as nerdy as that. And he said okay. one of the balloons had like gotten away from him. I feel like the government should be able to tell, but I don't know. Or that's a cover up. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's I mean. Why would China say it's their balloon if it wasn't, you know, maybe they're doing it just to, you know, project strength if it's not theirs, I guess. 
but well, they that's, th- it's so weird. And 20 bucks. I doubt that thing. What about the substructure underneath the balloon? Did he did he build that himself out of like a telephone pole or something? <laughs> I don't know. He's it was something to do with CB communication in a balloon club. It was called a pickle. Pico balloon, oddly enough, um, P-I-C-O. I don't This is just what the news report said. I don't know. Apparently, they launched these balloons out for fun or something. Okay, that's it's weird. I mean, it's hard to believe that they, you know, got it up to 60,000 feet and got it to stay up there and float across the country. Post-show, we'll look into it, okay? Okay, yeah. Now, to start off today's episode, we have to begin by discussing a man whose name in recent weeks has been strewn about social media with his journalistic effort from the 1990s re-emerging to capture the zeitgeist of recent events. And that man is Sergei Manast, a journalist, poet, essayist, and conspiracy theorist, according to Wikipedia. He was the author of Project Bluebeam which warned of the takeover of the entire world's population through a false second coming of every major religion's prophets and deities, along with the faking of a rapture and a perceived alien invasion. Okay. Well, I'm just going to, before we get into this guy, I will know when it is time to end this podcast if you ever become a poet. I'm just going to say that like this guy... I can't do it anymore if you start writing poetry like this, man. Just a conspiracy theorist <laughs> and a poet cannot go together. Sorry, just can't. Um, yeah. Also- we pretty much, I mean, I don't know if you can call us journalists, maybe essayists, conspiracy theorists, possibly. I, you know, poet, I'm not a, I, I don't rhyme things very well. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't snap my fingers when I fucking my, read my lines. So I, uh, I don't know. I, we could take what a lot of people, Call us on our one star views as dipshits, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I say we're in, uh, how would you say this? Incidentally, the anti conspiracy conspiracy theorist is how I like to call ourselves, but um, but okay, so this guy, what did he do? You know what he got popular for in the 90s? Are you gonna go over that? Yeah, I'm gonna go over that right now. Okay, let's hear it. So born in 1945, Sergei Manast was a Canadian journalist who started writing about the New World Order in the late 1980s and early 1990s. In 1994, he published his book, Project Bluebeam, which described in great detail how the takeover would occur, telling the reader that this would happen in four stages. Later, he would write Les Protocols de Toronto, in which he claimed that a secret society known as 6.6.6 began recruiting and installing operatives inside of government organizations and United Nations for the previous two decades or so uh, before he was writing this in the 1990s. And this was in order to install a despotic one-world government. Okay, I'm just going to say... When you mix Latin and any Canadian city, it just doesn't sound good together. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, okay, again with the <laughs> Satan shit. They they speak they speak French there. Oh, also. okay, and, okay. In, in uh, you know in in, in uh, Eastern Canada, there's a lot of French speaking Canadian. So, uh, anyway, I'm gonna I'm yeah. is that French though? 
It is French. It is Le... French. Okay. You ever like the like the play Les Mis? Les Mis. Oh, Les about? Mis. Yeah. yeah. Les Mis. Well, if you can spell yeah. that like Les Mis, I'd be like Les Proto or something. They don't even they pretend like the end of the the word the the letters aren't even there. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, okay, we're gonna pretend I didn't have a stupidity moment here. But what? So I, I'm curious. Does this guy believe then that all these religious deities actually existed? They're just going to be faked when they finally come back? Well, I don't know exactly if he believed in, you know, all of the deities or if he was a super religious person, but he believed that these like, so he had a belief and this was all kind of from the supposed information that he had gathered that the like secret societies and the, you know, basically all of these bad actors who were trying to enact this one world government would kind of use religious deities and prophets to make everyone think that the end of the world was coming. Like this is an apocalypse type situation. Also, I'm going to get into it a little bit later. He would then have this big show over the planet, like, like almost like a movie projected into the atmosphere basically having all of these religious prophets kind of combine into the Antichrist, an image of the Antichrist, making it so that it's like a one-world religion to go along with this government. Okay. I mean, I yeah. got to give Sergei credit here. Bringing back, I'm air quoting here, the prophets, okay? Yeah. Um, obviously, they've been used to control people for thousands of years now. So technically it probably would be the easiest way to convince people. Oh, definitely. I mean, I not a very popular theory, but uh, it's, you know, there's a theory that the Romans invented Christianity and Jesus in order to control the Jews. And then they realized how effective it was and enacted it, you know, all over the Roman Empire. It's a big way that governments control people is through religion. I mean... Yeah, I, I do like that theory because it's very clearly the Bible has been modified by people over the years and added to, which includes revelations, which everyone is like super scared of, which I guess is kind of this stuff, right? Yeah, it would basically be used to scare everyone, take over, and then like our last bits of freedom will be taken away. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh let's continue to hear about this shit. So the four stages of Project Bluebeam would be enacted. This would be in order to end all of the world's religion and install a new form modeled after the cult of man, end to democratic rule and all national and representative government. Also, this would supposedly end the family unit and take away parents' rights over their own children. So it would be kind of more of a communal system. What is these people's obsession with goddamn not having their perfect little conservative God-fearing family. I just, I don't understand it. Yeah, and the ability to just homeschool their kids if they don't like what they're learning in, you know, public schools. Which, if you want to homeschool your kids, they should have the right to. But there's always this fear that it's going to be taken away from them. And actually, it was uh, taken away from him. So it kind of goes along with that. Can I say something really controversial? Um the, Go for it. <laughs> the, and I apologize to anybody for this, but all of the kids that I knew 
that have like part, let's just say partial homeschooling when they get into the wild of society and, you know, being social with people, it's like you, they try to catch up on all the times missed and then they do all this crazy shit. Oh yeah. That is something I've noticed and generally make a lot of really bad personal decisions you know, just to kind of like break out and I don't know, I don't even know what you'd call it, but uh, that's something I've noticed with a lot of homeschooled kids when they get older. Um, obviously, once they get past that little rebellious stage, then it's kind of, you know, they just are everybody else. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I I do kind of think being social is a little important, even if kids are cocksuckers to each other. Yeah, it's well, it's one of those things like a lot of the people who go to like a private, like a Catholic school, a lot of like the Catholic school kids, you know, K through 12, when they get to college, they'll go fucking nuts. Yeah. Like it's kind of the same thing, even though even though they were around other kids and they were socialized, it's kind of that deal where they were repressed for so long. And then once they like break free, they just go fucking nuts. So I I mean, think about this. They, the Catholic church or our Catholic school has created two super atheist uh, (laughs) men who are now doing a conspiracy theory show where we seem to talk shit about religion a lot. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just my own personal view that it's all full of shit, but (laughs) yeah, it's uh, in high school. A lot of the kids who we went to Catholic school with became some of the biggest partiers. Yeah. So it's, you know, one of those deals too. Yeah, absolutely. Including us. Including us. (laughs) Now, the stages of this are as follows. Stage one, these government organizations will use their technology to manufacture massive earthquakes, which will happen in specific areas. These earthquakes will supposedly unearth ancient artifacts. This will bring to light new evidence that will finally disprove all organized religions and show them really just to be wrong. And I kind of, you were talking about that earthquake in Turkey. Uh, There is really a lot of history going on like a lot of ancient civilizations happened in anatolia so it's kind of one of those deals where that was crazy that you made a huge earthquake there because that's one of the places that this could possibly happen it's funny the second part too because they did i cannot remember if it is a new uh pharaoh tomb or something they uncovered something ancient but it was prior to the earthquake so I don't know if that disproves this guy, and it also did not <laughs> disprove all organized religion, unfortunately. But um, yeah. well, one of the big discoveries in in Turkey is just how old Göbekli Tepe is. That's a what it's an ancient site. Basically, they think it might be like ten thousand years old. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, as far as I know, they didn't find anything just unfortunately a shitload of people died oh okay gotcha dude there was one story i don't even know how this woman survived but she was trapped under rubble for nine days when they found her she's still alive I, oh that's crazy i there might i don't know it must have been getting water from somewhere right like i don't know maybe you can just have the willpower to survive with no water for nine days yeah possible I, I don't know. But getting back to this. Yep. So 
these massive earthquakes, basically they're going to unearth either, you know, maybe like it's cave paintings or ancient scriptures, kind of like a, a Dead Sea Scroll situation where it basically proves somehow, I don't know how, but it would prove somehow that organized religions are all fake or manufactured. Honestly, I don't know what they would have to find. There's so many like fanatical people. I just, I don't even know if you could convince them because they would believe a Facebook meme more than real life proof that you found, you know, in an ancient site. Oh, definitely. A Facebook article that they only read the title of. Yeah. And then they use that as an argument. Yeah. 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 You're not breaking them, people. That's true. Now, there would be the second stage right after this. Through the use of government satellites, laser-projected 3D holograms of religious deities and prophets would be, like I mentioned before, plastered on the planet's surface. This would be seen around the world. These images would be of the prophets, which will eventually merge into, like I said before, one god figure, the Antichrist, with Sergei claiming that... This would make everyone believe that this was the new true God and that he had emerged. This would be, of course, controlled by the New World Order. So how would you feel seeing L. Ron Hubbard's image plastered across the sky? Ooh, I don't know. That man is too sexy. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> Him and his big-ass fucking teeth. I don't even know if I would believe it, to be honest, if I saw it, because I'd be like... Oh, that just looks like a fucking halftime show. Like when they had Prince in the quote-unquote holographic thing, you know, it still had to be up on a screen. Like he just wasn't, I don't know, something on Star Trek appearing there. And also, if they project it all around the Earth, right? Obviously, it's yeah. a circular thing. How are they going to morph it into one being and then have the whole world see it. Like, is it going to be a stat, like a full-bodied hologram that's like physically standing there? Or is it going to be like a projector screen on the atmosphere? More like the satellites would be projecting it onto the atmosphere. For It wouldn't be just like, you know, the satellites covering the world in one image. There would be like many, like every, you know, there'd be regions of the world getting like the same image type situation it wouldn't be like someone in north america you know seeing the exact same thing as someone in africa seeing that that would be impossible but the, the earth's not flat how <laughs> well, maybe they would be right controversial, controversial opinion but um okay so how would you i just feel like you'd feel like you're at a fucking imax theater yeah i mean this so what you're thinking of is like current technology that this would be like darpa level shit this is, you know, this is all kind of like using advanced technologies that would trick everyone. Hmm. What do you think that if this did happen, okay, all them fucking people who are tripping balls listening to like Radiohead or fucking Mars Volta, and then they see this pop up, are they going to just die of shock or what? I don't know. Do you know about... those bands? Yeah, no, I know those bands, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe some people would die of shock. Um, I'm just going to give anybody advice out there. If you're looking for a partner, we're going to go back to the red pill episode here. 
if you're looking for a partner of any kind and they say one of their favorite bands are either Radiohead or Mars, Mars Volta, it's a red flag. Just, I don't <laughs> care how beautiful they are. Just get out of there. Just, it's probably not going to work out. No. Just, just, just throw 50 bucks down on the table. Be yeah. like, that should come. Just walk away. Be like, you know what? I think you're lovely, but this isn't going to work out. I cannot spend the rest of my life listening to Radiohead. <laughs> yeah. Basically, she says that she loves Mars Volta, and you say, oh, well, I have 14 cats, and then you just both walk yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Be like, I have the biggest One Direction collection. I'm out of here. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Now, I mean, just like we were talking about like in the intro, uh, a lot of people think that these UFO sightings and shootdowns might be all a part of stage two. These might be the holograms being like projected that are being supposedly shot down or, you know, maybe even like the balloon was this holographic projection. Okay. Yeah, that could be, I suppose. Um, if, if we start seeing UFOs and we shoot them down, okay, let's just say the real UFOs, right? Yeah. I just feel like we are just, just asking for it. Um, but again, I think humanity is so stupid. They would, Shoot first, ask questions later. Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, there are stories of the Russians during the like Cold War shooting down alien saucers, trying to, you know, reverse engineer, gather information on. Basically, you know, firing on aliens who apparently didn't come after them, which you would think that they would, you know, uh, they have defensive weapons, supposedly, that they used on the Russian fighters. but. That's actually a really interesting topic to go into some for a future episode. Right. But supposedly they had a collection of flying saucers that they had shot down. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to look into that one. But um, okay, so basically we got so far major earthquake. They're going to disprove religion. And then for some reason, after disproving religion, they're going to put all the prophets on the world. And then enter the Antichrist. But I would assume they don't know it's the Antichrist at the time. Well, I don't know. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what image do you project to make people think it's the Antichrist? So kind of in a lot of the articles, um, a lot of the art that went along with that book supposedly had like, kind of like, you know, the devil, like the goat's head situation. Oh, Baphomet. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it was kind of like that image that was projected. Okay. I would have figured it would have been more like Pat Sajak or something, but... Uh, Suzanne Summers, yes, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably actually Bono from U2. That's another one, guys. If anybody you're going to date <laughs> as, as likes U2 or has U2 collections, get out of there. Um, but yeah. But yeah, okay, so... You're getting a lot of great life advice today, kids. I hope yes. you brought your notepads. Yep. This goes for kids and people of any age. Okay. Definitely. This is words of wisdom from Cody and Phil here. Uh, okay. But of course, it's fucking Baphomet. Everyone's scared of this fucking goat with tits. I just, I, but whatever. Let's keep rolling here. All right. So the next stage, stage three, will be basically, I'm not exactly sure how this would work. Supposedly, there would be kind of like an AI 
that would be you know put out there this ai would access stores of memory and this would be in order to transmit from satellites images into people's minds this will be perceived as being either like kind of like the voice or you know a projection of the actual deity's power kind of like talking to you like god speaking to you personally okay i'm gonna give you one guess phil if you had to guess what sergey's very favorite movie in the world is after you read this sentence what would you say it is Ooh, um well i would say his favorite show might be star trek but what do you think his favorite movie is batman forever you remember the riddler this is what the riddler did what year did that movie come out actually probably would have been probably like 93 Ooh, actually that's kind of close yeah so he wrote this book in 94 so if that did come out dude i'm telling you maybe We'll have to look that up. That uh, there might be a correlation. Jim. So there is there is theories that he did get his his ideas from media. So, I mean, I would. Batman Forever is a fucking horrible movie, but maybe this guy he saw Jim Carrey in it as a Riddler. He had the little statues with the spinning thing on the top of it, and it <laughs> transmitted everybody. And inter- I don't know, remember what it did to him, but. It transmitted something in their brain. I remember that. Yeah, basically, it was like, like uh, a TV on steroids. It, you know, just drained your brain, and it made Jim Carrey's brain huge. Yeah. So, well, right here. Yeah. I mean, this is basically what is happening. Pretty much. So, kind of like the idea now. I mean, really, we see a lot. AI is in the news, like a lot these days. There's that Chat GPT, whatever thing. Uh, there's you know, all these new robots that are coming out that are mimicking humans like better than ever, that kind of situation. And you have to think too, for a, a decade and a half now, we've just been giving all of our data to servers and storage places for years. So basically whatever they need to convince you that God is speaking to you, they have just from your phone records, you know, just from your yeah. internet searches, your pictures, your conversations, it's all there. Your medical right. history. Right. Yeah. That's very true. I've never used that chat GDP or GDT or whatever it is. Um GPT. GPT. Isn't it just you ask it something and then it types in like a story or something? Yeah, basically. So supposedly what it is, is it pretty much is just as if like Google was speaking to you, but like giving you a really good answer, not just giving you like, here's a news article with that, blah, blah, blah. It basically combines like the Internet's information and gives you like a really good answer. So I've seen it's not some people think it might be like as close to AI as we've ever been. Other people think that it's just a really good algorithm. I see people either using that. I think it's that. Um, when I look on the Viking Minnesota Vikings like subreddit, there'll be like Kirk Cousins winning a Super Bowl or something like that. And this AI will make this big paragraph about how he can win a Super Bowl and all this shit. <laughs> Or they'll like, you know, like those AI pictures, they're like, yes. these like faceless things in a Vikings uniform holding up a Lombardi trophy and just like they're trying to make Kirk Cousins holding a Lombardi trophy, which is just impossible. But uh, but yeah, it's kind of funny. I've seen some people do get, sh- shit like that with it. 
Yeah, you can give basically there. There's that really um, the one where you have it make a like make a picture. Somebody asks it to make a lion fucking a dolphin while giving an Academy Awards speech, and it'll like it'll make it for. You. It doesn't look very good, but it'll make it for you. <laughs> it'll it'll be right in front of you. So, it looks like a definitely. little kid drew a fucking picture. Yeah, sometimes they are. If you ask it for something weird, it'll give you like, you know, like if you I think the weirder things that you ask it for, it'll like come out different because it's using all sorts of images. So if you ask it to draw you something simple, it'll give you like a simple image. If you ask it to draw you something like really weird, it's basically just combining a bunch of Google images into like one image. Is what we should doing. we should do Cody and Phil becoming Cardinals, not the football team, the church, <laughs> or the Cody. church Cardinals. Yeah, you and I, and we've ascended to Cardinals at the Vatican. Yeah, I don't have enough money for that, so <laughs> you gotta you gotta spend a lot of money for that kind of. Well, we'll have or AI. Know a lot of secrets. We'll have AI uh, make us a picture of you and I in the Vatican. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the final stage. This is basically the end game of all of it. Now, this will employ technologies that are able to lift humans into the air, and this will imitate what Christians think will happen during the Rapture. Also, the lifting of humans, uh, kind of what you, you know, think of from sci-fi movies, happens during a full-fledged alien attack. Now, in this final stage, out of fear, the humans on Earth will be forced to shed their faith in their nations, their religions, everything, even their families, and accept a one-world religion and a despotic government, this to combat the perceived apocalypse seemingly happening all around them. Okay, so uh, once we okay, so we're in the air. Are they? They don't put us down till we acknowledge this new religion. Yeah, I don't know exactly what happens to the humans who get lifted up. Um, I imagine they get dropped somewhere, just kind of you know out of the sky. Because um, I mean, it's not like there's actual alien saucers like lifting them up. They're not actually going to heaven. They're just being elevated into the air and then something happens to them according, you know, this theory. So it's one of those deals where it's more meant for the people on the ground, maybe seeing it happen. Okay. I was going to say, what if someone who's like deep sea diving pulls them up and then all his guts are on the outside because of the <laughs> pressure thing? He gets the super bends. Yeah. Yeah. He's just inside <laughs> out man now. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> he shits out his colon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, wow. I guess if, if we go along with this and it was a projection of mm -hmm. them being lifted in the air for like the rapture or whatever, I can kind of see that, but, um, <sighs> lifting every human on the planet in the air might be a little difficult. It's not, I don't think it would be every human. It would just be like some people. And then everyone else, of course, is, you know, scared to death running around. So, you know, it would all be part of the show. I don't think every single human would be lifted up and then dropped or lifted up and then set back down. There's no point in that because everyone will be like, what the fuck was that? You know, like it's almost like these people get lifted up and then never seen from never seen again kind of deal. And then the people who are still around kind of, you know, they have to deal with the aftermath. The people who got lifted up would be dead. Right. I forgot that, that uh, you get lifted up and then executed, right? And then you get go to heaven. 
Well, yeah, that I mean, <laughs> during the rapture, you're basically your body is getting lifted up into heaven. So, uh, I mean, this is all just a projection, obviously. And then they're using this advanced technology to, you know, make it real, like to lift humans into the air. So, hmm. Wouldn't this be cool if they were doing this? And then, like, I think either Russia or China has all that debris in space. Just fucking hits the spat satellite and just destroys, and the image goes out. If it turns out all of these humans were lifted up into outer space and they just became space junk, yeah, flying around the Earth at like twenty four thousand <laughs> miles per hour. If you believe that, if the, you believe that space is real, yeah, yeah, flat Earther said there's no way it can be spinning that fast. Definitely, it's a domed planet too, so you can't get down. True, very true. Now, after the nineteen ninety four release of his. Sergei Manas would begin to claim that he was actually being hunted by police and government authorities. This was because of his personal involvement in what he had called networks of prohibited information. Now, Manast would have his children taken away from him in September of 1996. They would become wards of the state. Now, the explanation that Sergei was supposedly given was that he was homeschooling his kids and that they were not being given a good enough education by him. And that is why they were taken away in order to be given a public proper education. Uh, basically there's also theories that maybe he was a little mentally unstable and that's why his kids were taken. I would assume that's probably the case. Yeah. I'm um, guessing the latter. Yeah. yeah. The fucking, these, these people, man, Every single one of them has to become enemy number one towards the end of their story. We've covered so many of these goddamn things, and it has the, hey, I'm giving you this information, now I'm fucking Will Smith, an enemy of the state. Like, it's just, they always got to be the martyr. They've always got to be, uh, you know, the, the, the anti-hero on the run, you know, just... Yeah, they always have to go that way. Yeah. So uh, I didn't actually write this part down because I, I didn't want you to read ahead. And uh, I want you to hear it for the first time here, too. Okay. So in December of 1996, he was actually arrested. Uh, supposedly, it had something to do with his kids not attending school. Uh, more of the same. But a day after he had gotten out of jail, he died of a heart attack at the age of 51 years old. Really? Yep. Okay, so are you I okay? It's a little suspicious, I suppose. Yes. So, do you remember it was a long about three years ago? We did that episode on targeted individuals. Yeah. This is one of those situations where they're basically thinking that the government was like driving him crazy. And then after his night, his one night in jail, they kind of did something that would make it seem like he died of natural cause the next day while out of their custody. Okay. So if, if he had all this information, it's been almost 30 years and they still haven't orchestrated this. Yeah. Basically that's kind of what I'm getting into next. Okay. Um, all right. So the, so a little bit of the theory is that kind of it was all covered up. Like he wasn't supposed to leak this out to the world. And because of this, it didn't quite happen like they wanted it to. And they weren't really able to use like the stages 
that they would have liked to because obviously, you know, he, he put this out into the world. So think about it now. I mean, just a little bit of what might have, you know, occurred during this Project Bluebeam happened and everyone is now talking about Bluebeam again. So. Okay, so you're saying that he could be at least partially right. Well, I don't know if he's partially right. I'm saying kind of like the people who believe in this do believe that he was being hunted and trying to like silenced. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It couldn't. Yeah. I don't know. I guess when someone like this dies, it's always like, did someone kill him? There's no possibility that he had like a pre-existing heart condition, you know, or he loved bacon. I was going to say, you know, conspiracy theorists, maybe not known for the best food. Um, Maybe he had a drug problem. Maybe if he did have a mental illness, maybe he was like paranoid all the time, high stress, high blood pressure, blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Yeah, that's actually my retirement plan is I eat a lot of pork for breakfast every day. Bacon, sausage links, all of that. That's actually my, uh, you know, my retirement. I just expect to maybe die like a year after I retire, have a good year and then just clock out. Okay. Cash in my chips. All right. That yeah. is, uh, that's your bucket list there. <laughs> Pork, yep. meat, and a heart attack. All right. <laughs> Shave off the worst years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Now, the original explanation of this theory, it's four stages, the massive projections that were supposedly going to happen, all in order to kick off this takeover of the world, obviously hasn't occurred yet, or really hasn't occurred in that order. Though some proponents of this conspiracy theory believe that recent events from the past few years have been Project Bluebeam in action, with the lies told to civilian populations by the world's government about the coronavirus, the safety and efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccine, and its subsequent boosters. Also, all of this recent UFO activity that's been happening over the skies of Alaska, Canada, in Michigan, the government, of course, not calling them aliens, with China and Russia also claiming to have spot some kinds of weird UFOs. Basically, that this is all kind of culminating in a similar situation. So not quite what Project Bluebeam was told to us by Sergei Manask, but similar. Okay. You know what? This got me thinking. So as we've learned, aliens like to come back... <laughs> When some big event's about to happen. Yeah. I hope, let's just, I'm suspending my disbelief right right now. I've only read that they've shot down these balloons and some other weird, like, surveillance thingies. Hopefully, this doesn't mean, like, they're preparing for one of these countries to do something kind of bad. Well, that's kind of the, that's kind of the theory, is that all of these countries are or like actors inside of these countries are working together kind of to, to make all of this happen. So some of those things in the sky, Russia has claimed that there was a spherical object that they had actually shot down near the Ukraine. Uh, There was also, like I mentioned before, an object near Alaska. This was supposedly the size of a small car. There was an object over the Yukon territory. This one they claimed was cylindrical and smaller than the spy balloon that was seen uh, above Montana and Missouri. 
There was also an object over Lake Huron. This is kind of like the more famous one that people have been talking about. This one was octagonal in shape. Okay, so I also, the thing that I thought was interesting about all these and that made me believe it probably wasn't aliens was they were all stationary and didn't move. I don't know. Doesn't that, what do you, okay, let me ask you first. What do you think, do you think these are, could be alien things? No, I think that they're either, in real life, I think that they're either balloons or drones. That's what I was going to say. Like, the second I saw, and that's how, you know, we've done this show for a long time. The second I saw that it didn't really move or it, it couldn't maneuver very well, I was like, yeah, every alien story we've ever heard maneuvers like their thing. You know what I mean? Like, they fucking can maneuver, and that's why we don't understand them. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I read the news like a daily just to kind of see, like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like something is going to go wrong. Um, you know, like there's not no necessarily like nuclear war or nothing, but it's, it's like this right now, the linchpin is like, is China going to give Russia weapons, which is obviously like apparently not good. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know it, uh, (sighs) (laughs) watching the magicians on stage telling you to keep your eyes on the birdie. Yes. Yes. I don't. That's why I don't watch the news. Oh, I don't watch it. I I read like Reuters or AP, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. North Korea is acting weird again, but I guess they always do. Um, but yeah, I don't know. (sighs) I, I don't know. This just makes me think like, you know, all these big events, aliens start showing up. Maybe it's a false flag. I don't know. But if they are showing up right now, I don't think that's a good sign. Possibly. I mean, that's all, kind of all, you know, Project Bluebeam is like all of this shit's happening and it's all like leading towards a certain end. So who's going to be our leader then? Oh, I don't know. Maybe Barack Obama's evil twin, Barry Satiro, <laughs> will come around and take his troop place at the well, head of the world on his fiery throne here's the thing i want to say about the let's just say this guy they have these wearing the skin of jeff bezos uh well you know his his skin is fake anyway but um <laughs> so this guy let's just say 94 he's saying this is going to happen you're going to mm-hmm. assume these new world order leaders are probably old already you're waiting 30 years they're probably damn near on their deathbed or almost there. So it's like, did somebody else just come and fill their shoes? Now they're going to be the new New World Order people taking over for their grandpappy who's in hospice care right now. Exactly. So one thing is the secret societies. They have been around for centuries. It's not just a few people who started this shit like, you know, 60 years ago from Skull and Bones. Yeah, this this is these are powerful families, dynasties who, you know, big wheel keeps on turning sort of shit. Like basically the old ones die and the new ones come up in the society. So it's the long game. Very true. Uh, Before we continue on, I just got to say, I don't know if he's died yet, but uh, Jimmy Carter, they put him in hospice care like a few days ago. Um, 98 years old. Good dude. Yeah, I would definitely be surprised if the despotic leader turned out to be Jimmy 
That <laughs> would be. <laughs> I'm. Just I wouldn't saying, have seen that one coming. I'm just saying. I think he was a good guy. Rest in peace, Jimmy Carter. I don't know okay. if you're dead yet, but if you're in a hospice, you don't got mm. much left. Our Apple Podcast reviewers are not going to like that statement. You know how much I, they love Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm just saying. Anyway, continue on. Now, kind of one of the things is um, I'm going to get is like the media's reaction to all of this. There's also a lot of the military experts, a lot of the generals, kind of government people are coming out claiming that like the pilots who see these things don't really know what they are. They give like different descriptions of them and their capabilities. Also, one of the one of the actual weird thing is how quick they were to jump into saying this is not aliens. This is not something alien, blah, blah, blah. You know, like kind of half joking, half serious, telling people like, oh, no, it's not aliens. Like they brought up aliens immediately, but they also bring up, they call them UFOs. They call them unidentified flying objects. They they say they don't know what they are. They're these weird things in the sky. That sort of situation, almost like they're planting the seeds of, you know, the conspiracy and the cover-up at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about this on our year end. I think the uh, Disclosure Project seems like they did it to appease some senators who were pushing them, and then mm. they tried to sweep it back under the rug now that it's kind of, like, cooled down. They scooped that fucking toothpaste right back into the tube. Don't know how they did it, but they made it work. Yeah. you know, Or they thought it worked. But. It's just like this. You're working at a job. They're like, oh, man, the owner of the company's coming to do an inspection. You're acting like you're the toughest fucking worker alive. You're doing everything. Second that motherfucker leaves, you are sitting on your phone playing on YouTube or something again. Like that is the my opinion on the Pentagon and the military on their quote unquote disclosure. They put on an act for a while and now they're going back to who they always have been. Yep. Well, I had actually heard it was a two-star general giving a speech, and he was talking about needing people to actually come forward on the little surveys that they sent out. This guy was basically saying that he actually said this. This is exactly how he said it. He said, do you realize that it's been five years since I've walked into a room that has had trash in the trash can or dust on a table? Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, anywhere he walks into is going to be spotless. Because everyone wants him to see everywhere as, you know, fucking their shit's hot, you know? This shit is kind of a... If I was that guy, I think I would get really annoyed. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He basically lives in a manufactured world. Yeah. So. Everyone puts on an appearance. Everyone, you know, acts like not who they are. It's got to be really annoying. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, some people love it. Some people, I couldn't. I'm one of the people who couldn't handle it. I, I would hate it. Yeah. I hate seeing fake versions of people. Right, exactly. Now, one of the tenets of this, kind of like this newest version of this theory, this neo-theory, is that the government is actually using the media to their advantage. This is to spread false information on what these UFOs actually are, telling Americans that they don't actually know what these objects are. Spreading the message that the pilots who encountered them in the skies above North America couldn't possibly identify what they are or how they are moving around, how they're staying up in the air. They just have no idea. Laying down just enough alien fodder to let the viewers 
for themselves come up with the idea that these oddities in the sky are not terrestrial in origin. Adding, in the next few days after the vehicles were taken down, that they simply couldn't be recovered. This would be to plant the seeds for yet another alien cover-up, or the assumption of one. Right, yeah, this is basically just what we just said. Yeah. Fucking, I, I don't know. I don't know if I have any more to say on it. I think I've said my piece. It, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I might, I, I might agree with that part, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it, these days, government and media have about the same, like, likability, trustability kind of, you know, scores. It's almost towards zero. No one has any faith in media or government these days. No, so. there's very few of them who don't, who can, like, deliver a news story without giving their opinion in there, too. It's very rare yeah. if you can find that. Yeah, it's it's all well, I mean, that's what really news is geared toward all opinion. And it's all for the ratings. It's all for the ad rep. Yeah. That's why I think AP press and uh the other one, I think a lot of like the main news sources take the information they get from those and then, you know, doll them up to their fashion. Let me tell you, I get all my news from Instagram. I just fucking turn the feed on and I keep scrolling and I see the truth come through. Yeah. So that's where you, I get everything. It's, uh, it's the only way to find it. No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> I don't believe a fucking word. Of By the way, I, you should know your boy Zuckerberg. You can pay. I think it's $15 a month for a verified check mark on your Facebook and your Instagram now. Yep. So, yeah. yeah Not you, quite what it used to be. So. <laughs> Now, this use of the media mirrors another, even more popular government conspiracy theory from the past, Operation Mockingbird. Undertaken during the Cold War, this operation was where the government actually infiltrated and manipulated news outlets to spread disinformation in an effort to dampen the power of perceived enemies of the United States, mostly communists. Now, in this scenario, the government would be using that same influence over the news media in order to sow the seeds for a massive power grab over this feared alien invasion, possibly, you know, second coming of whatever God you want to believe in. Yeah. Okay. I could kind of see this. I think I, again, I don't know if you all agree or disagree. Um, Obviously, you talked a lot about the age of disinformation and yada, yada. That shit's been happening fucking forever. It's just easier to access all of it than it was, you know, like 100 years ago. But uh, so I don't think that's anything new. But this, so we should start, We this kind of says is we should start to see either alien invasions or talks of them or something like that. Yeah, kind of. So I'm... I'm not exactly sure like the next stages, like what comes next in all of this, but it would seem that like we had, so over the course of like two weeks, we had just a shit ton going on with all of this, you know, all of these flying objects being shot down and, you know, Ooh, what are they? You know, blah, blah, blah. Maybe there's a little bit of a break. And then all of a sudden people start seeing weird things in the sky. People start maybe seeing these projections. Or, you know, maybe there's some kind of, you know, miracle or there's somebody who claims to be Jesus or Muhammad or something like that and has magical powers. 
Well, there's about a dime a dozen of them motherfuckers in the world. So, um, yeah. How many? Oh, people- I mean, conven- convincingly. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Not just some guy who wants money. Not a fucking, uh, <laughs> not a charlatan. I'm going to tell you what, guys. Jesus out there. You're going to have a hell of a battle to defeat Chris Angel in that department. Yeah. So I wouldn't even try. Well, you are correct. The power of Chris Angel, you know, you don't want to mess with that. It cannot be contended with. No. But let's, let's move on. So what's the point of all of this supposed government subterfuge? Well, some of the aims that I stated at the beginning of the episode do go along with long-held right-wing beliefs that there are liberal politicians out there that have been trying to force people away from organized religion and to eliminate religious education in schools and in the home. Uh, Also eliminate really any form of representative democracy, all to set up a communist-style world government, a utopia, as you'd have it. Also, ending the family unit and the rights of parents to raise their children in the way that they see fit, with recent examples of this being the steady removal of religion from public schools and government facilities, uh, mandatory COVID vaccines for children just to attend schools that they're forced to attend, and forced gender reassignment therapy for transgendered children that is uh, happening, I guess, in Canada, with all of these actions being seen as a slow trickle towards the end of tr- the traditional American lifestyle. Yeah, okay. This this is shit that just gets regurgitated over and over and over again, just the same shit. They're going to destroy my family. I want my kids to fear Jesus and women stay home and cook dinner, clean my house, and blah, 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 you know, all yep. this shit. Yeah, basically, so that last paragraph that I was just reading, you know, I that's kind of my, like, what I see in a lot of, uh, a lot of these kind of ideas is it always has to do with, like, you know, these, basically, these secret societies trying to destroy organized religion, trying to eliminate our way of life sort of a situation yeah so that's kind of like my last little take on it before we end the show so i i just like again there's so many kids who grow up and then they have horror stories about basically being trapped in a household you know they think anything they do they're going to hell they don't even understand the basic things there was one these like stories on Reddit about people, you know, kids who grew up like this. And there are so many kids who are like, I didn't even know like what sex was. I didn't even know, you know, about the opposite genders, genitals, like basic health things. And they were like 20 years old. And I'm like, they didn't even know about their own. Yeah. General, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of, a lot of girls and women who grow up in these, you know, those types of families, you do hear a lot of the horror story about, uh, you know, like Carrie, like that movie, Carrie, yeah. like that kind of shit. Yeah. Thinking that they're there. She's growing tits because she's evil basically. Yeah. And she's uh, getting her period because she's evil. Like, uh, it's just, I don't, I don't, I, yeah. I don't think I don't agree with, raising kids in that strict of a lifestyle personally but uh but yeah i guess some people just think it's the way to go yeah well obviously i mean 
Carrie's fictitious. The movie Carrie, the book, you know, that's what the government and, wants you to think. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, and uh, obviously the that the mother in that story had mental illnesses. Not everyone who you know homeschools their kids or sends their kids to religious schools. Not everyone is like that, but you do hear horror stories about that. Story. Yeah, yeah. We're just talking there about are, the extremes. There are perfectly normal people who just don't trust public schools because public schools also kind of shit. Yeah. So yeah, I've been to both. They're both shit. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the U.S. especially could really benefit from trying to, you know, put some more money into the educational system versus, uh, you know, buying an F-22 jet to shoot down a balloon. Whoa, whoa. Don't talk bad about the military industrial complex here. Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. You have to get paid. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean... There are a lot of theories on like why our education is so bad. Um, basically, basically, public schooling is meant to raise factory workers. Um, it's you know kids who are you know like the, the kids who are supposed to be going to college. They're supposed to just breeze by high school and go and you know go to these institutions and learn you know kind of like the higher education, the higher learning stuff. Uh, These public schools are mostly just to make good factory workers, teach you just enough to kind of get you the job like on the line, that sort of situation. A good dick, a good ditch digger. What are they going to do when the robots take over? I mean, all those jobs. Oh, well, once the like we were talking about in a few episodes, once the robots take over, fuck. So I watched something and I think this would convert you to pro AI. It was this robot, and its only job is to fry stuff at a fast food restaurant, and it fries every French fry, whatever, chicken tender, to the perfect recommended time that they have, and it never fails. So I feel like, you know, you, you kind of like that stuff, so maybe you'd be okay with the little robot deep fryer cook. Oh, definitely. I say, honestly, these fast food joints, some of some of the people you see, even like having a lot of these people working the windows, you're like, dude, how are you employable? Like, <laughs> good Lord. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, those are people's jobs. You feel bad. Those are meant to be like kids jobs. The sad yeah. thing is nowadays you see a lot of a lot of older people who probably should have, you know, more stable income, you know, working these jobs. So. Yeah, they were probably forced out of their jobs, I would assume. When I see that, I assume they probably were forcefully removed from their job for someone who works for cheaper. Or drugs. Or that, too. Drugs, yeah, probably drugs. So in conclusion, like most of my episodes, I have to mention how Star Trek is involved with this. And today is definitely not any different, as it is believed that Sergei Manast got his inspiration for his book, uh, Project Bluebeam, and the theory itself from a Star Trek The Next Generation episode. Uh, This came in Season 4, Episode 13, titled Devil's Due. Now, in this episode, Jean-Luc Picard and the crew of the Enterprise-D responds to a distress call from a team of scientists on an agrarian planet 
after the locals had stormed the scientists' facilities and taken them hostage. The rioters are worried that recent earthquakes are signaling the arrival of a devil figure from their mythology, which is coming back after a thousand years to enslave the planet's inhabitants. This deity does actually show up and attempt to collect the debt. Uh, it uses a lot of unusual magic to convince them and the Enterprise's crew that, in fact, she does have mystical powers. Though Picard and the crew discover that she is, in fact, a grifter, she uses a combination of technologies to transport herself around and other objects that she needs, also anyone else that she wants transported. She also uses the technology to cloak her own ship and the Enterprise. Also, she uses holograms, just like in Project Bluebeam. Okay, all right. I wonder if I've seen this episode. It kind of it sounds like vaguely familiar. Do they like land on this planet and everybody see like keeps saying how perfect it is and stuff in the beginning? Yeah. So basically, they traded away uh, a thousand years of peace. So that in a thousand years, their descendants would be enslaved to this godlike figure. Okay, okay. I think I think I have seen this. I haven't watched the show in f- fucking forever, but I feel like Mr. Sergei really, really is a big fan of Picard. Yeah, it seems like it. So this is it's one of those situations where it did uh, before his book or kind of like the maybe even the idea that he got for the theory. He he didn't really talk about it before. This this episode came out in 1991. So he didn't really talk about it before this. Um, it's one of those deals where it's... it go. I, I did watch the episode last night um, after I was done writing this, and it I had to mention it just because of kind of how close it is actually to kind of what we were talking about. So basically, it, it's a grifter trying to take over a planet's population by using holograms and, you know, perceived magic, which is actually just technology as if she was a God. So maybe this guy's favorite two favorite things are next generation and Batman forever. Possibly. Yes. Might've gotten it from the same. Well, we will have to look up when Batman forever was made to see, because that actually, it does sound similar. It, so. it definitely does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much the end. Uh, really, it's, I mean, I lo- it's it's a fun theory. I like it. It's, it's great if you love sci-fi, kind of like reading about this and seeing, because a lot of the images that they use, H.P. Lovecraft story about Cthulhu, they use kind of that idea as like this big octopus in the sky, like tormenting a city. Yeah. That's kind of like, the projection that they use. You mean Cthulhu uh, uh, or Cthulhu? Cthulhu. Is it Cthulhu? Yeah, yeah, Cthulhu. Cthulhu, yeah. The little yeah. octopus god thingy. Yeah, you see a lot of the bumper stickers, uh, Cthulhu 2020. Yeah. Like it was a political <laughs> ad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, God, he's been made fun of everywhere. You know, every emo kid really liked Cthulhu. Um, you yep. know, stuff like that. So how did you feel about uh, about all of this conspiracy theory? Like, what what do you think about it? I mean, what percentage would you give it? That sort of situation. Oh, it's it's probably getting like a two percent, but uh, it's good. But I do think maybe there's a few elements you could see happening, but I don't think the whole 
uh, the whole bit I don't think is going to work. Like, I don't think the projecting a giant hologram of deities in the sky is really going to do, isn't going to really control everybody. Yeah, it's, um, so there is an old TV show, uh, came out about 15 years ago, I think called V where some reptilians from another planet came to earth. And when their spaceships came down, they basically had like a huge screen on the bottom of their ship that showed their leader. And the leader was like talking to all of the people in like their own language. So when it flew over like Hong Kong, it was speaking, you know, uh, I think it's Cantonese. They speak down there when it's flying over Paris. It's speaking French over Madrid. It's speaking Spanish, that sort of thing. It kind of reminds me of that, but that's more like you can see it actually as like technology. Um, It would be, I don't know if we really have the technology to project like the laser, the perfect good looking laser images on the Earth's atmosphere. No, not yet. Anyway, definitely not 94. Oh yeah, no, definitely not 1994. I mean, who knows what fucking, you know, DARPA shit they have now. Maybe, maybe it's in development, but I definitely, I don't think they could uh, make that happen. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty tall order. So the, uh, by the way, Batman forever, 1995. Damn it. My theory didn't work. God damn it. Maybe, maybe he got an early script. I don't know. Maybe he was friends with one of the writers. That could be, that could be, I don't (laughs) I don't know. It turns out he's a fucking a low level producer of the movie. Unless they copied him. Ooh, possibly. There you go. It could be. Um, how do you, how are you feeling about blue beam? I mean, I, I would give it more than two. I would give it the, th- okay. Them like someone wanting to do this. I would give that about 20. It actually working and happening and someone actually trying it out i would give about yeah two or three so i don't see it's just it's such a big thing it's like i would imagine more that it's kind of so they give a good example they're talking about basically instances where they want to have like stuff faked it's a lot easier to have things faked now in audio and video than it is to do it like in real you know real time over like the planet surface like that you would much rather just do something like audio and video because i mean imagine how easy it is there's a there's so many you know on youtube and all all the video places there's so many like faked alien you know like in the sky it'll it'll just be like a regular day out then all of a sudden a big spiral appears that sort of thing they're faked videos but there's a lot of people who see those and believe that they're real yeah, you know, yeah, that's we have the true. technology for people to believe this shit already. That is a good point, actually. Um, I don't know what percent of the population would believe it, but somebody would believe it. Yeah. Also, too, when we start getting like you know fucking nano chips and shit, like brain and all of that, kind of connecting us to the internet and the world. Anyone who gets you know a voice in their head of a deity are automatically going to think, "Oh, fuck." Now I got to go into Best Buy and get my head looked at because I got a bug up there, you know. Fucking uh, fucking virus or malware got me. Yep. Gotta be <laughs> now ca- all I hear is fucking commercials. God that, damn it. That goddamn Pornhub theme song keeps playing in my head and I repeat. <laughs> I, I think I glitched out my Pornhub app in my head. That's going to be the end of fucking society and humanity. 
once we can get Pornhub just to play in our heads whenever we want to, <laughs> no one's going to leave the house. There's no point. <laughs> or if they, Life's good enough. Yeah. Or if they have like Android lovers or something. I yeah. like, Also a Futurama episode. Is it? Okay. Well, maybe uh, you should write a book about... I mean, if this guy can do it, Phil, you can write a book about, I don't know, Android lovers that are taking over the world that's a deep fake. Yeah. There's going to be no need for writers in a few years. AI is going to do it just a lot better. So, <laughs> All right. Well, guys, if you want to leave us your opinions about uh, Project, Project Bluebeam, where can they contact us, Phil? Well, you can hit us up on our email, subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, get a hold of us, you know, talk about anything, uh, any, you know, like weird shit you think might be happening with all these aliens or holograms or whatever you want to say. Is, uh, let us know. Also, even easier way to get a hold of us is probably on our Instagram, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Once again, you know, we love all the support. We love hearing from you guys. The love and the hate. You know, it's all great. So just uh, get a hold of us. Cody and I also have our own Instagram accounts. Mine is SD pod Phil Cody you have one yeah you can follow me at Cody's above thank you to uh, the people who have reached out to me I greatly appreciate that um, the last thing we ask you guys to do is leave a five-star review on iTunes doesn't particularly matter what you say just um, five star I don't know type whatever your favorite blue beam conspiracy is and hit submit doesn't really matter if you're a Spotify user it's even easier just hit five stars, hit submit. It's anonymous. You don't, I don't even know if you have to sign in for it, but uh, we greatly appreciate everyone who's taking the time to do that for us. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed a actual conspiracy on this show for <laughs> once in a long time. It's and, been about 100 episodes, but... You know what? The, the well dry is a little dry. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, guys.